Welcome back, everybody, on this Friday. I am solo today. Manager cannot make it. We decided that we were going to try to make a late night episode, and yeah, our schedules just didn't align, and so I am solo. So I will say, are we on? Yes, we are. And welcome back to episode Sant Trump Cot of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here, I alone have the stuff today, and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So, first of all, it is 9-11, and I want to take some time to actually think about what happened. I can't believe it's almost been 20 years to the date of that horrific, horrific event. And, um, it's, it's, it's just awful. And I've actually, I've actually kind of kept my eyes out of the media today just because Today's media from back when it happened is, the comparison is out of this world. I mean, when that horrific event happened, the people in uniform, the people that, you know, went down to help, you know, save lives, those same people are being criticized like hell nowadays and it's truly terrible so I thought it would be kind of interesting to to kind of relive uh, not relive but just try to think of what was going on during my lifetime during during when that happened so I mean it is something that you kind of never forget I don't remember too many of the details because I believe I was in school at the time and all of a sudden all the classes got released and everybody pretty much went to the library and we were all hearing the news and seeing you know the Twin Towers collapse and seeing those horrific horrific scenes and it seemed like you know, something not real, something from a movie, something that you would never possibly see with your eyes. And it it pretty much sticks with you, you know, throughout your entire lifetime. And I can't even imagine what it's like if you have somebody that was specifically impacted by that day, whether... You know, they actually worked at those buildings, whether they lived near that or worked by those places, um, whether they were connected to those people somehow. I mean, countless people, countless people, maybe even everybody around the world was affected by this very tragic, insane event. And... uh, it is something that we should not forget. And, uh, you know, how they, how everybody says we will never forget, I do think that's true. However, I think that 
some of the thoughts and some of the ideas about you know those types of people that go and help during these situations you know the way they're being treated nowadays it's it's truly awful and it's sickening and i hope that looking back on today is a wake up a wake up call to everybody to realize these people help us pretty much every single damn day and they don't deserve this crap I don't know. For me, it's very disappointing. And uh, I think people need to take some time, truly think it over, and um, realize without these people, that day would have been way worse. And thinking almost the 20 years from then till now without those people, I don't even know what type of country we would have been if we don't have... You know, the first responders, people in uniform, the volunteers, you know, everybody that chips in. So realize their importance. And yes, sometimes mistakes are made. Sometimes some bad things happen, but 99, probably 0.9% of the time, you know, good hearts and good minds are the forefront. And we need to remember that. If you haven't gone to Ground Zero and checked out the 9-11 memorial, I would go check it out. Uh, I've checked out the memorial, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's a, it, It's truly kind of like speechless. You go there and you realize it's in the spot of, you know, where the Twin Towers were. And it, I don't know, it gives you like this odd feeling, you know, all these, all these people um, just trying to live their lives, going by day to day, something like this happens. And, um... It's it's pretty breathtaking. It, it's it's a it's a great uh, symbol and look back and very nice tribute to you know uh, all everybody that was affected by it. I have not gone to the actual museum. I don't know if I could actually. I think I think it would be very hard to get through, all, like all the way. I, it's one of those things where I I don't know how I would be able to take it. But I would suggest that if you haven't been down in that area, I would take some time and go down and, you know, I, I think just being there, you would get, you would feel the impact more. And you would know how much of an of a of an event of an awful historic event this was i mean this was probably one of the biggest things that ever happened like in my lifetime and um 
you know, you never, you hope that it never happens again. And, uh, yeah, all I could say is that we will never forget. I will never forget. And, uh, I hope everybody that has been affected, you know, specifically, like, you know, if it directly affected them, I hope that they are in, you know, moving in the right direction and, um, you know, I hope the best for them. And with that, I guess we will, you know, go on to the next topic. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to have good things on such a tragic day, um, but another thing that's going on in New York right now is the U.S. Open, and uh, and uh, I I don't watch tennis on the regular, but the matches that I've seen have been unbelievable, and I mean I get inspired when I see anybody giving all their energy all their time and effort, everything they have to something that they love, to something that they enjoy. And you could see it coming off the screen. You could, and if you're there in person, you could see it live and, you know, it inspires you and it energizes you. And these people are the best of the best. And um, I'm trying to think of the, I saw Azarenka against Serena last night I believe and it it looked like it was gonna be a flop like it looked like it was gonna be over in probably less than an hour because Serena swept Azarenka the first the first set and then all of a sudden Azarenka comes back and beats her the next two and it's it's like the willpower the willpower to keep going even even if, like, you're the underdog, even if you're, like, pushed up against the wall, and, uh, you know, she seems so nice, uh, the interview afterwards, I, you know, when you know that it's a sincere, nice person, it makes it that much better, and, uh, I mean, I don't want to make grudges or anything, but I personally do not like Serena, I really don't, I think, I think, I personally think that she got severely cocky after the first set and she thought she was going to have an easy ride and uh, she had a surprise of waiting for her very quickly. Um, But I I just thought, especially after, you know, that one year where uh, she made a big stink when she was playing Osaka, like I just thought, you know, there's a way to be competitive and then there's another way to be, you know, a ruthless B-I-T-C-H. And, uh, you know, uh, you could be competitive and be a nice person. And when you look at those two two players, Azarenka and Serena, you know, both great players. Uh, but I think personality, you know, there's one that I lean more towards. And then... Tonight, I get home, and I'm watching, who did I just watch? I watched uh, Medvedev and Team, 
I hope I'm saying those names right. And, uh, you know, I went off about the one guy, I think a couple episodes ago, about being like the next big guy, but I think Team is going to be unbelievable. He is a hard-hitting, energetic guy, and he took Medvedev in three sets, even when Medvedev was looking to come back in the third set, he just took it to a tiebreaker and took him to the cleaners, basically. Uh, I mean, these, I mean, even though he was taken in three sets, they were hitting tough, tough, long rallies. So there's nothing against either player. I mean, both of them played really great. It was just things were going right for him. And... Uh, I think it's going to be good championship matches uh, coming up. I, ugh, It's so good to have sports just kind of lean more to just sports. You know, they kept politics a little bit out of it. You know, it was barely there. And it was mostly just athleticism against athleticism. And that's what I want to see. When I watch sports, I don't want to watch anything else. Just the game. I don't care what your thoughts are about this and that. I just want to see what you do best. And that's competing. Trying to be your best. And to win whatever game that you're trying to be. Um, so yeah, if you're not a tennis person. and But you do like competitive sports. And you do want to see some really high class action. Go check out the U.S. Open. I mean, and it's and it's and it's even more c- like competitive and kind of invigorating because the some of the big names aren't there because of you know the whole situation in the world. So we're getting to see like different types of people, and it's it's even better. You know, I, I I've been highly enjoying it. So now let's get to the third topic, which is. Beauty and the Beast, one of my favorite Disney movies. I love this movie, and I stayed up till 4.30 in the morning because as soon as I finished the animated one, I was thinking to myself and also cursing at myself because I realized there was a 2017 remake. So I had to watch that. So it was a long night of Beauty and the Beast, and it was, there's obviously, you know, a declared winner right off the bat. The animated one cannot be touched. I have no idea why they even mess around with this. The animated version, it's, it's really pure magic. It's what Disney does best. They animate, inanimate objects and bring them to life. I mean... There's so many good scenes. There's so many good songs. I mean, God, the um, the intro with Bonjour, 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 and Be Our Guest, and Beauty and the Beast, and even Gaston's two songs that he does. I mean, everything just flows. Everything is amazing. I mean, it's so catchy. I mean, again, this is Alan Menken, Howard Ashman. Um, if I'm missing a name, I'm sorry, but... This is where the music starts getting good. And, I mean, 
it's almost like everything is perfect. I mean, every scene is necessary. And I think the best ones are when Belle and the Beast are lowering their guards towards each other. So, from saving her life, from the Beast saving her life, to Belle thanking him, and then the outdoor snowball scene, and then even what may seem pointless, like them eating soup together, has like a high emotion to it because... You know, during that time, Beast is, you know, eating in a very, you know, over-the-top, you know, gross way. And then he's trying to use the spoon because he's with Belle and he's trying to be a gentleman. And then Belle tries to meet him halfway by raising her bowl to her mouth. And then they just sip it like that. So it's like simple things like that that are just like really well done. You know, it's about showing not telling showing not telling and um i also love the you know the story and the theme are amazing you could break it down to just looks can be deceiving i mean if you look at first glance no one would no one would take it that gaston would be the monster and the beast would be you know a true gentleman you know throughout the movie and it also coincides with Belle's loves Belle's love for books because it's like don't judge a book by its cover you know so it's just a must see the characters the voices the memorable songs it's a complete perfect storm you know you have everybody at the right time the right place and it really shows on screen. Now, let's get to the remake, which I don't even know why you need to make a remake. I mean, the original one, I mean, it did so well. It won awards. Like, why are you touching it? I have no idea why you're doing this. I gotta talk fast. So, this is a disaster. And I'm saying that because it is one of my favorite movies. I don't want to see them botch it. I don't want to see them do anything else with it. It's good as it is. And it's also annoying because they say it's a remake. You take certain parts from the original and make it identical. And then you have parts that aren't identical. And then you change it for the worse. And then on top of that, new stuff is added that doesn't even need to be there. Why are you adding new stuff to a movie that was pretty much perfect? Um, and I think the big thing, you know, there is a big thing that is added in this movie. Not one time in the original animated movie did I wonder about Belle's mom. Like, who in the, who on God's earth really cares about Belle's mom? It never even came across my mind. I, I have to, like, you know sideswipe this to another experience I've had so I went to go see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on Broadway and in that production there was a huge focus on Charlie's dad which is not in the movie like who cares why are you injecting this stuff when all we want to see is 
the content that we have learned to love over the years. Not to mention, that was also a blunder and isn't even on Broadway anymore. That was such a misstep, I should say. Um, and I know I'm going over 20 minutes, but you know what? I'm just going to go with it. These remakes make no sense because there is a reason why they are animated in the first place. If you watch the original movie now and back when it first was made, it looks the same. It looks great. This movie already looks a little bit shabby because of the way it was made. And it doesn't really have its own style. It doesn't have its own feel. It's just doing what's convenient at the time. And it's not going to hold up over time. Okay. Besides Belle's mom, there's plenty. Plenty to butcher in this movie. But I'm going to concentrate on two things. The character designs. WTF. I don't understand this. You have probably the cutest set of characters, so charismatic in the original, and in this remake, they are hideous. I mean, just put Chip, the little cup, the animated version, against the remake version, and it's almost like a dream and a nightmare right next to each other. It's, I mean, I don't even know what the hell they were thinking. And then, so I had to rewatch this part of the movie like a few times. The final transformation of the beast. Okay, so in the original, I'm going to go in order. We have the hand, then the foot, and then the chest and the head. They transform from beast to human. And it looks amazing. In the remake... They do the hand, then the foot, and then they conveniently zoom out for the chest and head and come back to the normal shot, and he's already fully transformed. If the new technology is so much better and time efficient, how come they couldn't have done that so that we could see it? I'm so irritated with that. I'm so irritated with the remake. It's maybe a third, maybe 40 minutes longer than the original. And it's not better, so you're just wishing that you were watching the original. The only glimmer of hope, and this is the faintest of things, is the song Evermore. And this is a song that isn't in the original. It's only in the remake, and it's where the beast is singing, and I gotta say, it's a nice song. I, there's, it has that song, and it has like one other melody, where something about the sun, and, and those are, those are nice. They're, they're like nice additions. It's like, ooh, like, let's try to put something in, and, you know, but it works. The rest of the stuff doesn't work. 
So what you need to do is just watch the original and then forget the remake and just look up a couple of the songs on the soundtrack. That's all that you gotta do. And go watch the original. Now, before I leave, I'm gonna say one other thing. So since I am on the move and I'm not at my physical apartment, so I don't have my physical DVDs watching these, I'm watching them on Disney Plus. And it occurred to me that I'm watching these movies and Disney Plus is kind of a subscription, I should say. But what versions of the movies are we getting? Because Disney, I'm just going to pick Disney because these are the types of movies I'm watching. I don't know about like Hulu or Netflix or whatever, but Disney Plus, what versions of the movies are we getting? Because Disney puts out different versions all the time with different content. So I'm a Disney Club movie insider, I guess. And, you know, so I've collected all the DVDs. And, you know, they have all these different versions in the vault. You know, you got the original, then you got the collector's edition, then you got the diamond edition, then you got the silver, you got the gold. And they all have different extra content. Where is that somewhere on Disney Plus? Or are we just getting the basic movie? I don't know. This is something I really want to look into because <sighs> I keep saying it over and over again. This is why I like physical possessions. Because using Disney Plus, I'm at the mercy of them. You know, they're showing me what they want me to see. And it's probably the least amount because I'm it's just a basic subscription. I'm not paying for anything more. Um, and th this only came up because there is a different version of Beauty and the Beast that has another extra song that was deleted called Human Again. And I wanted to see that version and I couldn't find it. So I don't know, that just crossed my mind. So if you want another song to look after, go for Human Again. I think it's a very fun Edition. It's kind of weird that it got deleted from the original movie, but I can understand why because it kind of sidetracks the viewer a little bit from the from the basic story. But it does give you a look into the life of all the enchanted characters within the castle. So if you like Beauty and the Beast a lot, I would highly suggest looking up that song. And just listen to the entire soundtrack to the original and then look up Evermore from the remake. And this has been episode... Saint Trunk Cot. And again, we will never forget. <laughs>